what? Holy I want to change that. Yeah, this whole thing has been recording. Thirteen minutes. Recording we got unlimited yeah. recording, so don't you we can don't you fret. Bloops and burps and burpos. Oh, but I didn't know that. <laughs> I looked over and I'm like, oh, what did I just say? <laughs> I can't remember. Can you remember the last 13 minutes of your life? No, no. but I wish I had. <laughs> I think I'm going to regret it tomorrow. What are you doing at 9.33 p.m. on June 8th? <laughs> Chortling chocolate balls. Chortling chocolate balls. Chortling. I had to look that one up. Well, no, you I did know not. Recording and I'm sitting there eating ice cream. <laughs> you did not. So you're going to hear me chomping on ice cream. That's fine. <laughs> you're going to hear this all night for me. What is that? What am I... What is that? Okay, I know what that is. <laughs> I know what that is. It's a Mick Ultra. A tall boy. It's a Mick Ultra. <laughs> it's a Mick Ultra tall boy. Am I right? A 25 ounce, baby. Mm-hmm. I had to deal with you two today. <laughs> oh, whatever that. Moderator Jamie. <laughs> Marriage counselor Jamie. Mm-hmm. I told Chad today, I was like, I don't understand how people can have two wives. Because you two. And did, so I'm curious. I mean, you can't, like, like, <laughs> you can't, you, you baited me with that. What did Chad say? How did he respond to that? He's like, you don't. You don't. That's right. It's America. It's America. We don't do that polygamy America. here. If anybody ever thought about it, I will introduce Bo and AJ. <laughs> My best friends. Uh, you will be single in a heartbeat. Hey, so we, we got a couples therapy. <laughs> yeah. So Group Jamie therapy. doesn't. I, Jamie doesn't get paid for it to moderate that, though. <laughs> he usually in. What are you talking about? He's an instigator. He's the one with the stirring pot emoji every <laughs> time. He's the fucking last person to talk about this. He sets us up. <laughs> multitask. multitask small time in moderation it's usually man. stirring a pot to a, a guy sitting with, down with popcorn I'm like oh and then Chad mm -hmm. chimes in popcorn time it's like oh, alright <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on now but I guess they want to show I guess we'll just talk to you it's and fine we love an audience <laughs> me and Chad are very alike I think welcome to the Rhythm Pyro Podcast where Posey, AJ, and Jamie ignite your passion for pyromusical show design while testing the very limits of your capacity for stupid. Mm, welcome to the Rhythm Pyro Podcast. I'm Bo, that's AJ. Hola. And that's Jimmy. How's it yeah, going? Yeme. Yeme. We're obviously some professional pirate show designers, and we're big fans of the modern pirate musical. This podcast is a place where we can get together and talk shop, talk art, and share tips, and tricks, and insights. And news. And news with all y'all. Hi, boys. What's going on? Up? What's up? What's shaking in a, a day in the life of... Two chodes. Two chodes? Just two. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, I'm talking to both of you. Just two. I thought there was three. There's only two of us. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
organizing my stuff right now, organizing yeah. everything for my show because I leave next Friday and it's once I leave the house, I'm two and a half hours away. From I need my another house. sound bite. Did you ever watch Pee Wee's Playhouse when you were a kid? <laughs> random. You so so random. It's the, the topic of the episode. I know why you did that. It's, it's a perfect segue into today's topic of organization. But now I'm going to put that on my little list of sound bites to get Pee Wee Herman's yelling sound bite. <laughs> <laughs> where everybody no it's not even that it's where everyone they'd say the word of the day and everybody would just start fucking <laughs> <screaming>. yeah. <laughs> oh god P AJ Herman screaming AJ Herman I wouldn't I wouldn't do that in a theater <laughs> <laughs> Okay, today we're talking about organization because that's really important when you're doing fireworks. Because if you're not organized, organized, as AJ would say, the what, uh, what are you? <laughs> what does that mean? If you're not organized, I don't know. I never said that. It's the um, oh, it's a big word. It's, yeah, it's pyro version of circumcised. Are you organized? <laughs> Never mind. Take <laughs> Just expressively say what you want yeah. to say, AJ. <laughs> I did. Use Come on, man. Words. For a change, I'm I'm rolling around in the muck with you. I'm speaking your language, and you're leaving me hanging. <laughs> but you're gonna have to edit it now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so it's, it's okay. In, in all seriousness, we're talking about we're talking about show organization today. So it's a chance to kind of look at your show. You're done with your design. It's time to figure out how you're gonna pack your show. You know, how are you going to logistically transport your show if you're into that kind of thing? How do you keep organize organized? <laughs> Yes. How do you keep organized? Finish him. Finish him. Finish him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> the stupid's finally rubbed off. <laughs> Great. It's perfect. Yeah. So, all right. Note. Is it safe to say that we all learn organization either A, from being around other people that have attempted to teach us? as thick-headed as all of us are. Organization. Organization goes into the entire process. Yeah, well, failing miserably at being organized. I learned it from doing just my stuff myself and starting and figuring out things, ways to make things quicker because I, like Bo said, you fail at them. You know, it's something you're like, when you get done with it, you're like, man, totally messed that up. Here's a note to make it better next time. And you just collect those over the years. But then again, you know, you learn from other people. Like I've learned from both of you guys, better ways to do stuff to keep myself organized in certain ways. How do you stay organized at the end of your designs? What are you doing after the creative stuff is over to prep as the show starts to kind of become a tangible thing? You know, something that you're, you're hands on with and you, you have to start setting up with people, you know, something you have to translate to a crew. Hmm. Well, I guess before I even do that, though, I, I go into the whole making sure like I do a, a field map um, and do it by station, what channels are there and organize my equipment first and make sure that 
I can actually physically do this. You know, during when I'm actually scripting, I'm not actually truly paying attention of, oh, I got this many cues in this section, this many cues. Yeah. I just do it and then I figure it out at the end. So that's the first thing I do after it's finalized. I go in, I write down all the channels that I have at certain positions and I write a field map of what modules I can use where and do I have enough cues. That's the very first thing I do because if not... I got to take something out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> call one of you guys. Can you ship me a module? Yeah, that's like, <laughs> it's a cool way to work too, because if you're thinking, if you're in a headspace where you're thinking logistics and organization while you're being creative, it's so easy to, you know, kind of pull yourself out of a really cool headspace, right? Because it sounds like you really try to separate the creative stuff from the administrative stuff solely because it, it right can kind of taint your show. So it's almost easier to go back after the fact, if you know, you've gone way overboard and then make changes from there. Exactly. Like a, there's a big run section in this year and I didn't think twice about it when I got done with it. I'm like, Oh, that's a hundred and something cues and 14 seconds. <laughs> But worth time, it. I, exactly worth it. But worth I, it. It, I made it work. But during that section, I was like, I didn't think twice about it. Cause I was like, you know, I'll slow it down somewhere down the line, you know, and didn't even think yeah. twice about it. But once I got it on there, I'm like, Ooh, I do need to borrow mods. Thankfully I was able to borrow them. <laughs> Cause I don't think I could have pulled out nine channels worth of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I can't do it. Jamie, do you separate separate the creative from the, um, from the, the, the administrative and the logistical? Uh, yes, yes. And no. So because I know what modules I have and what I can personally do, I make sure I have enough friends that are available on the day. And I actually schedule my show around what's going on to know that, okay, I'm going to be able to get my hands on whatever I need. And that allows me to separate it from the creative space so I can just go with it. If, if like one of my shows, I didn't have that ability, it, it was very stressful and it limited me to what I wanted to do. And I could do in the runs and all of the different things that you like to do. You're like, Oh, that'd be cool. You don't do them. So you don't even try. Um, so yes, I separate it, but, I, I, I plan from the get from the get go, basically organize my show date around the time that I know that I can get my hands on enough friends with the materials I need and the ability to have that ability. Was your show always a you know I guess before you started getting into pirate musicals and really kind of doing this stuff, did you always shoot over the fourth or try to shoot really close to the fourth? I mean, did you purposely yeah, move I, your party? I purposely moved my, my party based That's on genius, your show. Man. Actually, it's actually, it was, it's, it's, yeah. it's insanely genius. And, <laughs> so fortunately you have a scheduled date, so it makes it a little bit easier for me. Um, but I usually shoot, used to shoot a couple of days before the fourth or a couple of days of the, after the fourth, whatever fell on the weekend. So if right. it was a Saturday, then my preference, because I work so much, I want Sunday for cleanup and try to take a day off work for Monday so I can recover. So the show always was tried to shoot on Saturday, no matter what day the fourth was. Now it's either the weekend before or the weekend after the fourth 
based on your show. And you still take that Monday off, right? Absolutely. At a boy. <laughs> really rest yourself. You guys are so lucky though. You're like literally all shoot. Well, you guys, like, I'm not, I'm not at all. <laughs> and you know, you're complaining. I don't feel sorry for you at all. You have so many shows around the fourth that it kind of makes me want to puke in a sense that like, it's, it's awesome. They're all really cool shows, but dude, That's like I, I have a hard time keeping up looking at your, your show load from the outside and talking about it. You know, one show for me is enough over the fourth and you're doing the same kind of caliber shows, probably actually even more so because you've got bodies that go along with that. Right. So you have a pyro musical that not only do you have to script and plan for in the sense that you have to plan how to basically interpret this thing for a crew to, to get off of the ground. I mean, are all of your shows over the fourth with Doug for the most part? What do you mean by time frame? All do you mean, yeah, just like your oh. your show load through heavy season, right? Oh, yeah, right around the fourth and in July. In yeah, that's but, some- there, but there's only two that really I do anything extra into. The rest is just shows, but it's still <laughs> it's only you get like four hours of sleep a day for like five days. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's, a lot of, it's tolling on the body, <laughs> and you have to be organized to be able to get that type of workload done. And be able to enjoy yourself at the same time. It's, and then I come back and then I instantly have four days and then it's, and then. Say it again. I'll see if I get it right on the right time. I won't be able to because it's always lagged. But so then we, um, you know, and then it's the first, second, third, fourth. I'm just kidding. And then the 16th, that's another big one. That's the biggest one of the year. And then we have. And that's the musical as well. But uh, in Glades, that's two songs. So it's two musicals. Uh, like I said, and then Kristen, and then the week after that, Sky Wars. <laughs> Jeez, man. Oh, you're doing Sky mean, Wars? It's no different than you too, though. I mean, you, you, you might have the, the one show on the fourth so far, but look at your other workload. You have other workload. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, there's other shows going on, but it's not like, it's, it's not like that. I mean, you are directly, not only are you kind of leading the ship on a lot of those, I mean, any of the stuff that I do the club for the club of the fourth, I mean, I, I am always very much the absentee president over the 4th of July. And, you know, you know, dad and I get a lot of shit for that because we're, we're not, we're not here to kind of help with the busiest you know, most bustling part of the season. And it does like it, it pains you, but at the same time, you know, like it's just, it's a double-edged, it's a double-edged sword because, you know, you love your shows, you understand where you kind of came up and the lake for dad and I was always that show where it's like, got to shoot this no matter what we do, you know, we're not going to forget where we came from and we're always going to shoot this show. It just sucks that it's, it's over one of those, blocks of time that, you know, the club's got four or five shows back to back and they're big shows, you know, and there's, they're kind of logistical nightmares for the club because everybody's kind of hustling and bustling to try to, you know, one, make sure that we got the bodies to shoot the shows, um, you know, coordinating gear and just about anything else that goes along with it. But it's, it is, I mean, that's why all of these display companies and, um, you know, I, I display companies or vendors or importers, Hell week, right? That's it's called Hell Week for a reason. Yeah, but I was talking about your other things too. I mean, it's your, you know, or excuse me, 
it's the uh, track, the music tracks and stuff that you're making for everybody else and all these other deadlines of yeah. other pyro for pyro stuff for other people. I don't know. Yeah. Put that well, up. there's a, yeah, there's a reason I shut the, that's the reason I shut the website off like uh, two or three days ago, which honestly was a little too late <laughs> this year. Cause like, I, I still feel like I'm in a place where, you know, this is always right now is like the, the only pre-show prep that I do beyond, you know, printing labels and getting reports ready, um, which, you know, aren't so much even a huge deal anymore. Cause I don't necessarily refer to those reports when you can just pull up finale and kind of get the data you need for a smaller show like the lake. But like right now from, I don't know, second or third week of June is always the weeks where I would take whatever my single shot load is for the lake and using my exports from finale, I would go out and start setting the angles on my racks. So, you know, here I am and it's, it's, we're what a week into June. And, you know, this is like, technically I was, I usually start doing that the first, first week of June and I've not even started yet. I mean, I've still got three or four tracks I need to get out for people, um, for the pirate tracks load. But so like, it's, it's going to be wild because this year that single shot load is substantially higher than it's been in previous years, at least for the lakes standards. Um, but well, yeah, I don't know. It's a special like, show too. So yeah, there's more nerve wracking to it. I'm sure that piece of it is a huge deal, but because I'm not there yet, but what really freaks me out is like, I still, once I get done with the pyro track load, I'm, I still feel like I'm going back in time because I don't have the song mixed yet. I mean, you know, when you record music and this is, this is kind of venturing off topic, but like when you record music, you're, just getting down ideas, right? You're getting the guitar out and you're playing, you know, you you throw an amp on and you just kind of record. I, I'll write my lyrics and I'll sing and, you know, I'll, I'll do all my, <laughs> do all my finger drumming with my samples and things like that and record my bass and any kind of synths and stuff like that. But it's all layered, but it's just kind of a jumbled up mess, right? It's produced to a point where I've got the song written and it's produced and it sounds pleasing just because it is produced, but it's not mixed, Right. I haven't sat down and taken a song and mixed it so all of the elements of the song are working together. Like what you'd hear in a commercial record. And, you know, mixing and mastering is is huge. It's it's what makes the song sound radio ready. And I'm not there yet. (laughs) So I got racks to set, which is part of my my organization process, um, because it's it's technically kind of kicking off how to organize the workflow going into setting single shots for that show. Because if that stuff's not done before I get there, then it's really bad. I mean, we had to set racks last year, just Nick and I, when we really yeah, didn't have any bodies. Load. It was terrible, dude. It was awful. Cause I had probably 10, 10 Craco racks I needed to set. And I know that, you know, some people, you guys set them pretty fast. I know Dane, Dane's a whiz bang and he can set a whole bunch of them super fast. But like for me, when I go to the lake, I do want to kind of enjoy myself and enjoy that experience. I mean, you guys know, like you can't, AJ, when you, <laughs> you guys came to the lake, I'd look at AJ and AJ look at me like, dude, you're slowing me down. <laughs> Slow me down. Pick up the pace. <laughs> oh my God. Caesar. The shoot side Caesar. <laughs> That's for, the shoot side Caesar for next time. Um, but yeah, I, so 
I'm curious what AJ's process is for for organizing organizing. I can't say (laughs) organizing. (laughs) (laughs) AJ is rubbing off on us. (laughs) <laughs> i'm curious what your process is you know because you do it so much at once some point it's going to become second nature for you it's still i'm still finessing mine and changing mine i mean when i'm when i'm done scripting a show my main thing is i'll go through and I try to clump everything into positions where I know that either my boards for my cakes or my racks that hold my shells or my racks that hold my single shots are going to be clustered together that are manageable. And then I'll sub position those so I can print my labels and do my reports so I can pull all my product and I put them in boxes for each position. And then I label by position because everything's in order. Um, so I could just put my hands on every piece of product and make sure it's all done. Um, before I do that, I'll actually print off a product list and things that I need to make adjustments to. I'll make sure that's done. And that's what I do that during the labeling process. That way I can set the racks and then start punching a product down. I just like to know I have everything way before showdown. I'm in Bo's situation. I'm way behind. I haven't even finished a script yet. I just need to take one solid day and actually just finish it one day. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just getting everything organized in, you know, positions, pulling all that product out, having it labeled by position, getting your hands on it, knowing it's there. And then I like to set all my racks. Um, and like you said, I do the uh, whole board thing, control panel when it's working, functioning on above 1200 cues, having the positions laid out so I can make sure I have enough modules. And then I have to allocate, okay, I got to borrow this many modules from this person. Do I have enough slats? Do I have enough cables? I kind of write all that down on a notepad and then make a graph where I can be like, okay, everything is accounted for. I have 84 channels going. I have enough modules to cover that. This module is running position one. This one's doing G1. I kind of lay all that on the map to make sure everything has its place. So on shoot day, I'm not like, where's this module go? How am I connecting G1 to a fireball? which is six yeah. feet away yep. from my, my strobes. I lay all that out just like AJ does on a, a poster. Um, so I can physically see it and, uh, can I make sure I have the equipment to do it and where I'm going to get it from because you don't want to do that on shoot day. Mm-hmm. You don't. <laughs> can I ask you a question on this? Something you probably never thought of. And it wasn't until this year where I knew I had a bunch of fast sequences that mm-hmm. I was using, one shot module on a cake position that I needed. So looking at the times the cakes were going off compared to the one shots going off and I found a discrepancy. So I knew that there was a couple fast shots and I'd be shooting cakes off in a sequence as well. Excuse me. So I knew that that whole, there was a timing issue there kind of thing. So I had to rearrange the modules instead of using a 72, I had to use two separate 36s. Oh, so so you're talking, you had a, uh, timing violation for the hardware, exactly. the local hardware. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it was something I've never thought about, but this time I did because of the fast sequencing going on. Yeah. And yep. it's not the thing I sent you. It's 
another part. Yeah, of that's it. a whole other situation there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Never thought about it, did you? It wasn't until well, this I, show. I, I think like, about Ooh. it all the time. I'm sitting there watching my show. I'm like, wait, that's more than 0.1 second. <laughs> Understanding your gear limitations really does kind of spill over into organization, right? Because I mean, yeah. you know, keep it, keeping your single shots organized is hard to do if you don't understand the limitations of the racks that you have. Every rack is made differently. The Craco yeah. rack is configured way differently than, um, what are some of the other ones? Uh, Pyrolamas. Well, every Craco you know? is set up differently depending on what you bought. You know, yeah, I have 36 right. shot racks, which is great when you have 36 slats but if you have a 35 shot rack you're sitting there looking at the 36 shot slot and like wait i'm missing a cue and you're like oh no i'm not that's <laughs> <laughs> so i just tell people i'm like hey that's supposed to that's they're all supposed to be empty <laughs> did you blew I'm my mind it. the first year i helped you set up the unlimited show and i'm like Oh, there's a cue missing. I don't. I, I've went through it 15 times. I, I, everything's here according to your sheet. Yeah, that was when I learned. Oh, I just don't get this. I don't understand it. I'm leaving. Oh, dude, I just couldn't get it. I'm leaving. Well, it, it's it is weird to look at, and I, I really like what Brian did with because he he kind of took something um, that pertained to organization and something that is optimal and efficient. And he's like, all right, oh, yeah. you know what? I'll just change the configuration of the rack and yeah. add an, another chamber. And the, the reason, you know, I'm more or less stuck with the 35s. Yeah, sure. It doesn't suck to have that one extra shot, yeah. but the, the 35 shot racks are configured, um, seven long, right? Mm -hmm. Rather than what is it on 36 is six long. Six, correct. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, on at the lake, which is again, this is the primary my the my primary show during the year. It's very important that especially when I use those extreme angles, I need as many extreme angles coming off of those rafts as humanly possible. Right. So it I gain a lot of extra mileage just having that extra shot on each side of the rack that I could potentially put at an extreme angle, which winds up just being, you know, really one row, right? Because the the racks themselves wind up getting booted off to the sides of each individual raft. But Right. And, and, and the racks are nice because they work with any type of firing system, depending on what their setup is. Like, you know, Cobra's, you know, 18, 18 times 236, you know? Yeah. But not like, every, not every but having that like extra, that. <clears throat> excuse me, having that one extra major angle on that outer edge could make or break you. Oh, it's huge. That's, that's yeah, two well, more shots. And, as that Just kind of, rack. yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you're, I well, don't right. any money, okay. Yeah. Richard money. What's he up to? Like 61 racks now? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Um, I wish. <laughs> I wish. Become better Don't friends tell everybody with how many racks he has. They're going to want to use them this year. Uh -huh. That's right. <laughs> that is right. He's going to have barcodes and GPS and all his racks. <laughs> he's going to have to. God, he's got so many. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't, you know what? Richard's got more racks how do you, than Brian. This is, it's really product. funny. We went down this, we kind of went down this tangent, but you accidentally kind of stumbled on something that was, that's, that's also kind of cool. How do you guys stay 
organized with asset management. When I say asset management, I mean, you know, at the end of a show or with all of your gear, what cool little processes or personal processes do you guys have to make sure, you know, obviously we know how you lay your stuff out, right? You guys have your field maps and you'll say 72 totally makes sense here. An 18 makes sense here. Um, But how do you guys, like when it comes to asset management in and of itself, whether it be in the context of show day or even outside of show day, how do you guys manage your equipment? Like how do you, how do you guys manage your equipment? How do you make sure you're constantly staying organized with the way that you keep all of your gear separated? Uh, Cause I think all of us probably do this differently. So I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. Okay. <laughs> I keep everything. I, I copied you. I have, you know, totes for my eight, uh, six foot cables, totes for my 10 foot cables. I have numbers written on how many they're supposed to be. I have totes for my 18 ends, my 72 ends. And I know how many I have each one. They're supposed to go in that tote. But when your friends help you clean up and you <laughs> broke your foot for the third year in a row, climbing out of a trailer during cleanup, they just throw everything into one tote. That includes spacers, slats, mm-hmm. DB25s, DB36. It doesn't even matter. It says slats. It's got 18 M's in it. So AJ's the better person for this one because I still have not <laughs> reorganized last year's say, show. If you're gonna, if you're gonna le- if you're leaving it, if you're gonna leave it at you know six foot DB twenty fives with a slat attached to it inside the you know uh, oh, no. DB fifty the fifteen oh, no. footer uh, tote, I would have said guilty. <laughs> I got pool noodles attached to DB twenty fives and slats with. R eighteen R twos in the same tote. I'm like, yeah. What? See, I would have. I just that happened. <laughs> that ain't me, buddy. That sounds like a Joey thing. The Krayko bolts were in my uh, Bozy spacer box. I'm like, what <laughs> is going on? <laughs> yeah. Clearly, these people can't read. So my reorganization is get all my totes out and reorganize it all before yeah. I start again. That's but a pain in the butt too, man. Because like AJ's really phenomenal at it. He really is. Um, AJ, when do you clean talk up? About it. Um, when do you clean up like your, your DB 25s? Do you do like, cause I think we're, we're all slatted for the most part. So we all do the DB 25 um, connections. We're, we're heavy on those configurations, but how do you go about I think you go the extra mile right <laughs> after the show. Mm-hmm. when it comes to keeping all of that separate, because I always wind up going back to a rat's nest and then picking it apart. He's very uh, demanding. I'm pretty anal. Yeah. <laughs> we, know. we know. I am anal about it. Like, so after the show, the next day, everything gets cleaned. Every cable gets wiped down. The connections are double checked. Mm-hmm. I don't check the cables with the Bose cable checker. Oh, yeah. I don't do that after the fact. Cable connector. But after every show, <clears throat> everything gets double checked. Every slat, every make sure that what's broken, if it's whatnot, then I write it down on my inventory sheet. And I try to keep those up to date as much as possible. And yeah. so far it hasn't failed me. So right after the show, like when you go out onto the field and you're collecting modules from a position, are you pulling like on your shows, are you pulling, uh, are you taking it, taking everything apart right then and there on the spot and then loading it up in a tote and then you're done? Or are you kind of picking it up and 
taking it back to the table and then pick them no, up. We just throw it all in a side by side. Well, I know what I know what you and I do, and it's not optimal. So that's I'm trying to learn something here. <laughs> it just station by station. I, I don't leave that station until each cable is wrapped up the way it's supposed to. It doesn't have to be perfect, but at least enough that when I put it in the trailer, it's not going to become a giant rat's nest. Yeah, and it's not a mess when you go to do your cleaning the next day. Exactly. It's I can still grab that one cable, and you know, it, like I said, it doesn't have to be wrapped so, perfectly. It's just better wrapped. It might take maybe an extra half hour, but saves you, me two or three hours going through a bunch of stuff. How do you stuff. do that with a crew? Do you, do you not let anybody touch anything and you do everything yourself? No, I'm just, no, seriously. Caesar. Serious question. I'm Caesar. I, I, I do. It's so funny. <laughs> in, Caesar. In, in Adelissa, uh, two, was it, no, it was last year. My mom was wrapping up cables. Well, she was wrapping them. So they were double the size. So it was taking the natural flow out of the wire. So you took care of and that. I kept saying, <laughs> no. So I kept saying, ma, you're doing it wrong. Ma, you're doing it wrong. Well, then everyone else started saying it on the crew. Ma, you're doing it wrong. And it just became a trend and it came funny. And it, it's me, you know, literally just giving her a jab and having fun about it. But I'm letting everybody know, hey, just if, if you're not going to do it, I'd rather you just not touch it. And I'll do it. I'm <laughs> fine with that because I'd rather, because it's, it's, you know, this I'm on expensive. your team. <laughs> you know, don't touch it. I'll do it myself. I'm, I'm used to doing things by myself sometimes, but just do it my way. It's your stuff. If, if it's your stuff, I would treat it the way you would want to be treated or your stuff to be treated. So, yeah. You know, that kind yeah. of thing. So you don't designate a particular person I to do. go around right. and grab slats, grab once modules. I once I found who, who could do what kind of thing, um, like, uh, my sister-in-law and Amber, they'll go around and they'll just start cutting all the slats the, or the me matches off all the slats, <laughs> Excuse me. cutting the E matches off the slats and getting them free. Um, and then myself or my mom will go around and start taking the cables off, disassembling them modules immediately go from that station. Those are the first thing that make it off the field. That way nobody tramples on them. Nobody does anything, you know, that's going to potentially drive the most over expensive them. piece. <laughs> And then, um, then my, uh, brother-in-law, he'll come up behind us and me as well. And we'll start unscrewing all the slats. Cause I screw mine down to boards or whatever they're attached to. And then we just put those in a, in a tote inside and let them sit. And it's not till the next day when I actually go and I actually do a full cleaning of everything, but I try to keep everything organized down the line, you know, station left and work your way all the way down to the right. And nobody jumps ahead of each other because that's when everything starts getting haywire. Right. Plus, yeah. if, if something happened to like, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, say during the show, I noticed, you know, this wasn't acting right. Or I noticed some things didn't go off over there. I tell everybody, do not touch that over there. I want to go check it out. So that way I can go and find out, did this match actually fire? Did I have a bad cue? You know, I try to figure out what went wrong during that part of the show. Oh, excuse me. I have really bad burps for some reason. Carbonation. <sighs> Carbonation. Either that or the pyro gods are like, uh, we should strike him with the burpees because he screws those slats down to the board like they're going to dance away. They're going to they run will. away. They Which will. actually, this is, a, this is a good, we haven't done this segment for a while. This makes sense. Here. This makes all the fucking sense. <laughs> Hola amigos, this is Fireworks and by Isis Luis Alfredo. Sit down, grab your pillow, and enjoy a siesta while he tells you about how his way of doing things is muy superioso, okay? 
So now you got to tell us why you screw the slats down to the board. Okay. So, you know, when we're doing that show, we pre-wire everything, get it all ready. And we put on the boards and it stays mainly in the trailer. And we have to move the trailer from there to the shoot site. And those things flinging around are someone when they, I, I even take the, the actual racks themselves and lock those onto the board with screws. So that way you could literally take that board and pick it up and somebody could almost halfway drop it to the left or right or front and board. It's not moving. Nothing's going anywhere. Do you put your... Um do you have like sub boards that you put your Craco racks on or do you just, are you like oh, shimmying? I on, no, I put them on plywood. Every one of them. Is every one of those is on ply. Correct. Okay. Now do you, are, are you leveling? You're, you're leveling those too, right? You're around a field. It's, yeah. And it's easier to level one piece of wood than it is to level multiple racks all over. Yeah. I wonder if you could use somebody, somebody mentioned using like sandbags or something to level racks. I know we're getting off topic because I still, I still want to pick apart this slat where it's going to run away from. Well, it's also say like somebody we're hooking up DB 25s. Okay. And someone walks by, hits that D 25 and yanks on it. Not really probably going to pull out of the slat. But if you did that and all those wires came yanking out, well, then yeah. there you go. There's a position right there where you're going to be like, well, especially if you're using a Cobra slat where they just pop right out. <laughs> you know, yeah. you're on, you're on like all your slat, like everything is on the confines of a four by eight, correct? Uh, two by four fits two thirty six shot racks. Or I use a two by 22, I think it is two foot yeah. by 22 for a single 36 shot. Okay. But you screw, I mean, you screw all of your slats down to just two screws. Oh yeah. One yeah. in each corner. I don't do all four corners or something. Like nuts. Dude, no, I mean, I mean, cause really has overkill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know, it, but it only, t- I mean, literally it takes two minutes to do all four slats, you know, and it's not like it takes that long. It's screw. Just you're done. Yeah. Like on the, on the sites where like the, you know, with the boards, like obviously boards are always, they're always moving, right? You know, if the, um, whoa, what happened here? Uh-oh. That comes down to your prepping early too. Yeah. Hold on a second. This ain't good. Oh, I think I know what's going on here. Um, I just had a, I just had an error pop up on my browser. It's a problem storing local audio. Hope this is stored on the cloud though. Um, I think I know what's going on. But for some reason, Chrome's been taking up a ton of um, space on the PC. I think I got a rogue extension somewhere. Yep, that's exactly what it is. Shit. Ooh. Hey, I got a uh, I got a text from a uh, longtime listener, first time texter. <laughs> longtime listener, first time texter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's Doug. Remember Doug put the yeah. thing as a yeah. long-time listener. That's great. Time. <laughs> That's great. So he, he, he said, hey, I need your license for the Plano show. I said, oh, am I in trouble? He says, no. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm podcasting. Give me a little bit. And he goes, what's the topic? And I said, organization. He says, oh, shit, brother. I'm there. There's always that last-minute <laughs> AHJ that needs something they forgot to tell you. <laughs> everybody's into it right now (laughs) well well like the 
when when your slats are on four by eight, I guess getting back to that topic, when this, the slats are on four by eight, it's like two by four. Or, um, well, not two by four. I'm talking like because you got to oh, two, two by four. four. Two four yeah, why not? I know it's two by four, but yeah, like on your on your site when like when you traverse your lines, you know any of your cakes or slices or you know anything that's on your your cake boards or like your slats are always screwed down to whatever. I don't think like you don't have any positions where you just kind of let them go, right? They're always screwed down and secured to something. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know where I was going with that is like, you know, I've, I think we have, (laughs) we have fundamental differences on that. I don't think that the slats are going to, I don't think they're going to run away. Um, I've tripped over. I mean, I am notoriously bad for tripping on not only my own shoot sites, but everybody else's shoot sites too, um, on wires. And I think, you know, if somebody's like walking across like, um, one of my rafts, for example, at the lake and, you know, they trip on a bundle, a bundle of wires attached to a slat and there she goes, then, you know, it's, there it goes, right. You trap trip on a bundle of wires. It's probably going to wind up ripping out. Um, it's either going to rip out the wires so like with, with my slats, it's going to wind up ripping out the wire from the back of the quick plug thing. Yeah. And then you're really screwed. <laughs> you got to change the little match out. But like the, I, regardless, like I, I don't think, I think if you trip over a wire bundle, I can see where if you had the slat screwed down and you hit one wire as you know, as opposed to a bunch of different wires outside of like, cause there's no way it would ever be outside the context of a board. Right. I mean, if you set up, have you helped Doug set up, um, you know, shell positions when you guys do it. I mean, obviously if you're doing it on the sides of racks, you know, that makes sense because you've got some place to mount the slat. Like I've just never screwed them down to like a ground plane, you know, to keep uh, it from. Oh yeah. So the slats away. and the E-match are all on the board. I was talking about like someone tripping over the DVD 25 cable. So like I it originally started because before I had Cobra, <clears throat> we'd have to sometimes go out in the field and put out fires. And then people started tripping over stuff. And that was when it was just E-match. But then when I got the Cobra, I I did the same thing. I I started screwing them down for the very first time. And I have had to go out there before the musical to put out a few fires. Well, my fear was if say my brother-in-law goes out there or one of the firemen that are out there, you know, helping with uh, fire patrol walk out there to put a fire they're not paying attention. They're not truly looking for that kind of stuff. They hit that DB 25 cable and yank it out and they look over and they're like, Oh, it's fine. Me having that slat screwed down could have saved a ton of cues just instantly disappearing right there. It's not just for me. It's a peace of mind for whoever might make it onto the field to help do something. Does that make sense? Abracadabra, baby. Okay, amigos, this has been Fireworks by Isis Luis Alfredo. Laters. It's magic. It's magic. It's magical. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So, all right, let's see. Uh, What else can we do as far as staying organized on a shoot site? Um, 
on a shoot site or just prior to? I mean, just like really, really anything. I mean, there's like, this is, it's, it's one of those over, I feel like this is one of those overarching topics where, you know, any one given, uh, step in entire show, I I don't care if it's design, pre-design, whatever. I mean, there's always ways to reorganize yourself, you know, so it, you you make your life easier and you make your cruise life easier. You just make it a, a more pleasant, efficient experience from beginning to end. Absolutely. I mean, AJ shoot site. You don't have to do anything. Just watch. <laughs> it's that it that is magic. This it is magic. It just shoots itself. It's it's amazing. It just sets itself up. And, uh, great. <laughs> you can you can spend all day Saturday staring at the sky. <laughs> Yelling at the clouds. Don't encourage him. <laughs> Never. I'm a moderator. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't go. Okay. This is Sparta! Boom. That's me falling into one of his uh, one of his one of his boards. But it's okay. The slap's not going to go anywhere. It's okay. I'm gonna, hey, you're the only one going to fly anywhere. backwards yeah. with force. You're going to fall on your face. That slap's not and going to go anywhere. And then look at you and be like, pick your feet up next time. It wouldn't happen if you still look down. He's going to look right at you and say, I think that comes from, actually. It comes from when I was... way. I think it comes from when I was first started plumbing. I would always trip over, we call the guy wire or like... um when we're setting pipes on an underground before they pour, like you got to have all these guide wires out to find out where your walls are and stuff. And I would always trip over them. So did you take, did you take these kind people's, uh, you know, guide wires at their, their new home and like rivet it to the floor? (laughs) No, no, no. This is like when we're before they pour the concrete houses being Uh built. So we know where the walls are, but my boss would yell at me, pick up your fucking feet. And I'd always trip over them. So it became a fear Maybe that's what it was that people would trip over stuff if it wasn't tied down correctly. Because if Concrete. you snap one of those wires that's stretched out a hundred feet and you, it's got to be you know within a quarter <laughs> of an inch, eighth of an inch, and you rip that wire out and you're like, now what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> It's concrete foundations all over the uh, all over the greater northern she uh, northern Illinois, northern <clears throat> Illinois. I don't know. I'm just making this shit up. I don't know what it's like to be a tradesman. I'm just using words. That's why I'd... we don't have nice stuff. Yeah. Oh my right. god. But maybe that's AJ a, a theory. That's what I'd write in the concrete. Oh my god. But there's, there's no. I'm concrete. not doing concrete. <laughs> Plumbing. I know that. Goes in before they pour the concrete. <laughs> Here lies the plumbing of Plata. Yeah. It was. Very oh, secure pipe. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh, let's see. Okay. Um, Here, I got one for you because your show is different than mine and Jamie's. Where we're on ground, and your on water <laughs> requires mm. if something is missed, it's completely different. So, how do you how do you figure out your rack spacing to your cake spacing on your mm-hmm. rack and knowing it's all going to fit? Do you do like a diagram or something no. that you know so, like in this section? Oh God. Yeah, no, like I, that's, it's an awesome question because it's uh, if you figure I like I've never gotten so 
in depth with that where I'm like, okay, um, you know, I need to know the, the physical makeup and measurements and dimensions of all of these cakes to figure out if they're going to fit onto a board that to me, it, and this is like, this is the answer that everybody's gonna be like, Oh God, you're, you know, you're really playing with fire there. Uh, I don't know <laughs> when I get to the lake and I start laying these rafts out, we have three rafts that are the exact same dimensions, right? They're like 12 by 12 by 12s or I think they're 10 by 10s. They're the bigger, the bigger ones. Um, but there's the other two rafts are very small, right? I mean, there's another one that we borrow from my uncle. That's like 11 by nine. It's a really obscure, um, uh, dimension. And then there's one that like we made for the very first year that we shot the lake. And it's like six by, it's like four by six. It's something, it's really small, but like those intermediary positions, it's always a little easier because I can just kind of cram them with, with single shot racks. It's the only thing that goes on them. So I try to be conscious about the number of racks I have, because the times that I have taken measurements, I can measure a single shot rack. Um, and know how much space I need from back to front uh, in order to get that into the raft. This year is going to be very interesting though, because I have a lot more extreme angles than I've ever had at the lake on every single raft. And to have those extreme angles, you have to have the Craigco racks butting up, um, you know, back back to front rather than spread out across the back of the raft you know if you only have set up to seven extreme angles on each side then you can kind of create you know that that patterning where you can put the rack side by side and just make a really large rack that takes up one you know depth wise one rack's worth on the back of the raft and then everything else can go in front of it this year it's not that i've got at least two rafts um, that have over, ooh, I think on one of the, actually the two sidemost rafts have extreme angles, um, that go over 14. So I need three racks butted up front to back. So I'm really going to be pushing four racks, the uh, three, three. Okay. Yeah, so I've, I've got, so what is the depth on a Craigco rack on, <sighs> I mean, for, for the 35 shotters, it's obviously deeper than the 36 shotters, but I mean, it's, it's deep, right? I mean, I, that's gotta be two inches probably. Yeah. That's easily probably almost over a third, almost to probably close to a half, like half of that raft. Let's see. It's 20. It's definitely over a third. So the entire third backside, and then I have to strategically figure out how I'm going to fill those voids. Like I've subpositioned myself to where the extreme angles, like everything going left, you know, I pretty much got it in a rack that's going to be going left. The stuff that's going right, same deal. But those I'm going to have to separate by putting them on opposite sides of the raft, right? And then the straight ups will just kind of hang out somewhere in the void. No, what are you doing with your, how many cakes do you have that are straight up compared to fan then? Not many. More, more, or so more fan than anything. Yeah. So the so that's shells, like, yeah, the shells, the shells at positions, I, I guess, you know, far left, far right and center, those will be in that void. Um, but for the most part, like there's mid-level cakes this year, I, I almost completely decided 
I, I want more control over where and when those cakes are going to break. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm tearing effects apart and putting them in the Craig racks and then placing them strategically in the site picture. Um, but really the mid-level effects for the most part, they're all angle cakes. There's very few straight up. So then how big is the rack on the left side? Because you said you had 11 by nine that were smaller. So what's the bigger rafts? Uh, well, the, the smaller one's the one I worry about, but the, the biggest rafts are, I believe they're, I believe they're 10 by tens. I believe dad, I don't, for whatever reason, we, he and I went round and round on that because he bought, <laughs> he bought 12, uh, 12 foot two buys, and then we just, I was like, Hey, you know, just make it, you know, like 11 by 11 or something. So that way, you know, less than the amount of wood you got to hack off. And he's like, no, it's gotta be square. It's gotta be 10, 10, Bo. <laughs> okay. It's a fight like square. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's a nice round number. Um, but yeah, number. the 10, like the, the, the 10 by 10s, I'm not super worried about. I mean, you guys saw those rafts. They're, they're big and there's a ton of, there's out, there's always a lot of void space on those anyway, especially on the shows where, there's more single shots than, than other effects. Um, but I do have slices on those rafts too. And I know at least one of those rafts, I'm going to, that was going to be my next question. <laughs> yeah. The slices are the stuff that I, I do kind of worry about because they're clearly going to have to be in front of, you know, yeah, there whatever can't be anything my, left or right of them. Yeah, exactly. They have to have their own little lane on the raft. Otherwise they don't work. You got to do the coach Timmy thing. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Full yep. boards. Right in front of the rack. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that was a dad and I talked about doing that for um I almost wonder if you could get away with like little vertical cakes and stuff. Cause I would I still would love to get some of that stuff off of the dock and onto a raft. You know what though? I might be able to put some of the Craigco racks on foam boards and then dad can use one of the other bigger rafts to float some of that stuff and get it away from the shoreline. Just more stuff to store in the garage after every show. <laughs> Just another raft to swim out into the lake. Yeah, but that's way lighter. <laughs> well, at least, you know, the first third of the lake you can walk, albeit you're swallowed by swamp thing the entire time. Cause like your feet touch the ground or what you think is the ground. <laughs> So, I mean, <clears throat> I guess, are you going to possibly try to write it out on paper this year and say, all right, here's like, the measurements I know I need for this measurements for mini slices. This is what I'm going to need for cakes. And then you got to have a spot for modules that is safe. I think a, a, a good place to start if, if I were to do that, and this is, this is actually a good conversation because this is, this kind of allows me to think because like taking a tape measure measuring a Craig rack from, from front to back and knowing that I use my 35 shots. Cause I do have allocated on all of the wraps. I know exactly what configuration of rack, whether it's going to be one of my 35s or one of Jamie's 36s. I know which racks are going to be holding what and serving what duties on that raft. So I can basically, I, I could draw it out on graph paper and then just say, I know on the left side of raft number two, I need at least 44 inches front to back um, that it's going to be allocated to nothing but those Craig racks on the, the outer left-hand side because they're absolutely going to be, they're going to be there because I've got extreme angles going off to the left. So I know that 
prohibits me from putting other stuff that would potentially, you know, like slices for sure. Slices and angle cakes. I think angle cakes, depending on how high the singles are, would shoot over top of the um over top of the loaded rack. But I guess it would just depend on how crowded it is at the end of the day. Yeah, how close it is to it. Mm-hmm. And even then it'd be that one time that a slice goes off with a single and they hit yeah, each no other. Kidding. <laughs> no kidding. Right at the neighbor's house. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's for a good cause. It's Grandma. for a good cause. Great. That's for a good cause. It's a memorial show. What hit you? I don't know. Head? That's a that's a <laughs> that's a good idea though. I got some I got some graph paper from work. I might that's good thinking. Cause I like to this point I hadn't even hadn't even thought about it. I knew it was gonna be a problem when I was looking at the stuff, or I knew it at very minimum it was going to be a potential problem because this is a raft setup I've never done before, right? All of my Craigco racks, if you're looking at a raft from the front, I mean, when it went out onto the lake, if you, I mean, if you go back and look at it, uh, light up the lake videos, all of the racks are, you know, they're in a nice pretty line in on like one section of the back of the raft. So like you only have that space from the back of the rack to the front of the rack, um, that it, it occupies on any one given raft, but this year's a totally different story. But that in a way goes back to what we were talking about earlier. I designed this, I designed the show completely putting out of my mind, anything administrative, anything that could potentially, you know, hinder or, or, you know, keep me from pumping the brakes and not in a super fast show sense, but in a creative sense, I didn't want any, like I wanted to design a beautiful show. And then when it's all said and done, I'll look at it after the the few weeks that I spent designing it and do exactly what you said earlier, look at it and go, okay, it, now is this doable? Yeah. Which is the hardest part when you're like, please, 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 please. <laughs> yeah. Because when you're doing it, you're sitting there sweating bullets. Like, oh my God. What did I do? Like you should have seen, man, you should have seen my face when I opened, like I had my script window up and I'm like, okay, here we go. First sub positioning day, um, you know, position, position one, where I take all these single shots. So the first thing I'm going to do is sort them by my extreme angles. And I about hit a brick when I saw how many extreme angles I had coming off of like one side. I'm like, oh my God, that's three racks worth of extreme angles in one direction. And I even thought at one point, I'm like, okay, what about, you know, that thing that Jamie does with the, the four by eight board at Octoblast, you know, like how he reconfigures his Craig co racks and like strategically places them in places where like the rack is no longer configured like the Craig co rack that you would normally see right he's completely <laughs> built some kind of franken rack that that is i mean it's awesome to look at but it just boggles your mind because like that's the stuff where how i look at it and go with it. yeah right yeah. one how did you come up with that and two it's genius how you figured out how to you know shoot this thing but it's it's beautiful and then i like instantly wish i was that cool and had the you know <laughs> the mind capacity to and time to go Yep, this is a good idea. Let's do it. <laughs> let's get to yeah, work. Jamie, he'll come Taylor, up. let's get to work. Come up. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good a idea. Trademark. Work, but it's pretty freaking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> this will look cool. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Dude, I would have loved to. Um, 
this year at Octoblast, do me a favor. Let's get your your whole board set up. Empty the trailer out. Put your board in the back of the trailer and then take you to a cat scale. I want to see how much that bitch weighs. <laughs> <laughs> Four saw horses holding it up just to be safe. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. The one last year looked full. The amount yeah. of slices that were on it alone. Yeah. <laughs> There's still room on that board last year. <clears throat> Wait, what was the year? Was it the year prior? They had the no, it was the year prior. What was the Dude, one that you like had to build up to make everything work? Both years. <laughs> yeah. So what which year so, was it? So, it was so la- last year was I built a custom uh uh, platforms for the four Krako racks to sit on, and I had a little little tiny tower on there with the uh, air, the uh, the bursts. The year before that, I had multiple scraps of wood just stacked on top of each other, so the cakes and slices could shoot without shooting the other cake. I just layered that thing like no other. <laughs> What's crazy? You ever see that? Uh, remember that Tim Henson's The Labyrinth? <laughs> Like at the very end when she's like, uh, she's running around this thing and David Bowie's like chasing her all over the place and the baby's like walking up all these ladders and shit's going every which way oh, upside down. Okay. Yeah. yeah the yeah. labyrinth. Yeah. Like, like, what? <laughs> I love that movie, dude. Jamie's board reminded me of that. I mean, it was it's something straight out of like Inception, like that scene in Inception with like the, the ladder illusion where they're walking up. Like he had single shot like these apparatuses erected on the board that were taking like the shot and it's like okay well we need to get this shot a little bit out of the way of the mouth of this shot so we'll just build a custom arm that goes off six inches this way and then boom you gotta (laughs) get something to mount it to and this shit's all over the board it's all over the board and it was absolutely stinking amazing because i can't imagine how much time it took to get like that but the amount of show you were able to get creatively on a four by eight. I've seen a lot of four by eight competitions um, being a part of the club scene. And I was just astounded by how creative this was. I mean, you should have seen everybody else's face too at Octoblast looking at this thing. The, the what poor did that guy com- say to you about yeah, the judge sheet? <laughs> the poor other competitors that showed up to this event. I mean, I, I even asked dad, I was the second year. I'm like, you want to do what? You want to go up against Jamie? He's like, well, yeah, bro. I just like, I'm just like shooting fireworks. <laughs> yeah. That's about all you, that's about all you're going to do. <laughs> I'll tell you what, for a, for a man that's just randomly picking music as the, as it's yeah, no, going along. Six is minutes before. Mom- the, six minutes before the show, he's like, "Hey, uh, let's get some music." So talented. This. What? <laughs> I will bow down to him at any point in time. He <laughs> he just baffles me. His his level of skill. <laughs> I just I loved what uh, Brad did. You remember what Brad said to him? He's like, he walks up to Dad after the show. He's like, "Hey, uh, he's like, hey, Brett, you know, for uh, uh, for not owning that product two hours ago, right? that's a pretty damn good show." He, he just kept like walking he, over to me. Hey. uh, can you find this song? <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, it's like perfect. <laughs> so Jamie, right. there, there's a good question about organization for your, uh, for what you do with that. Do you design your show and then figure out how you're going to make it work? Or do you know that you only have <laughs> That's a great question? <laughs> Isn't it a good question? Or do you know that like, all right, I can fit about this many 500 gram cake slices. I can fit this many slices. I know I can fit two racks and you go off of that or you just go like what me and Bo were talking about you just do it and you're like all right 
I'm going to just ruin myself and figure out how to make this work. So my first thing is, is I, I, I stripped the songs down to five minutes. Even if I could do seven minutes, I know I'm going to start hitting cue counts like crazy and be like, uh, this isn't going to fit. So I stripped the song down to five minutes because that's all I want to have to try to figure out to do. <laughs> then the first year, the first year was the toughest because five minutes was like eternity on a four by eight board eternity. <laughs> I literally scripted it and then I got this board and I just like, yeah, that's not going to work. And I just started taking stuff away and modifying stuff. So that gave me a frame of reference for what would work this last year. And I was like, how can I fit more? So I spent probably a good solid week on how can I get more Craco racks than two on a four by eight board and still be able to have cakes, slices and shells. So that that's what I I spent my time. Once I did that, then I knew how many single shots I could actually have in a show. And and I had to pay a lot of attention to that and choose where I wanted to use the single shots. And then my cakes and slices, I still, after I scripted the show, I would script the show and then I would take out, okay, I got to lose one. Where do I have to lose it? Or can I take the foam out of this cake and make it smaller? <laughs> Whatever it takes to make it fit. I so. remember you calling me about that and you're like, if I take all this, I can fit six uh -huh. more inches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that conversation. Uh, I, I mean, especially those said. DMX cakes, the PFX cakes are smaller. The P DMX cakes, they had so much foam. I saved six inches per cake. I'm like, that's two slices. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I... I'm mindful of what I have, but I, I, I still script it. What you said with the Craigco racks, being able to kind of configure those and just have this free reign on, cause like the way you had it almost in like that TP configuration where they were pointed outwards um, yeah. last, last year, it was yeah. really, really clever because <laughs> the amount of options you had, how many racks did you have on that? I had four full racks on there. Yeah, that's insane. And, and you I could angled theoretically, at 45 degrees, so it was still easy to set the angles. Yeah. Yeah. I, what kind of what kind of like physical racking limitations do you have in that scenario? I mean, you cuz like we know what it's like when we're, you know, sitting on flat land and you're you're kind of going, you know, zero to, you know, 70, 80, whatever on the outsides, you know uh, that you're limited to like, like 55 degrees, but well, um, that actually, was the biggest challenge. Excuse me, 50. That, oh, that was he huge. Just found your fix. Oh, I don't mean to cut you off, Jamie, real quick, but boy, I think he literally just found your fix for you for outer shots. You could actually probably do Ooh, probably prop it up yeah, and just prop it up. And now you got a ton of shots on one rack, mm -hmm. on and one you rack. More shooting. extreme angles. Look too. at you guys. I love this. You have much more extreme angles by doing that rack this on, on a 45 degree angle. Well, honestly, 
Exactly. And, and so you what can that, still do your normal setup of your racks across. Oh, you can have your center pitching. position. You just it's perfect right there. You guys are great. Yeah, you it can do your center, you can do your center rack all straight up and downs. You can do, build two forty five angles, and you can have a whole rack of extreme angles. Problem solved. Oh my god, that's beautiful. <laughs> that, you're that, genius. Is, that is one of the biggest challenges for me. Is uh, I am a genius. <laughs> <laughs> but on on that board. Samantha will be mine. <laughs> I'm glad you guys got that. I know Bo got it. <laughs> AJ's, AJ's so smart. It's the trades, man. Uh, see? Right there. We're in sales. We, we got all trained by Dominic. It's the blind it leading the blind. for everybody. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you, you get on the site, you're going to be like, hey, I need you well, to build no, me something. You got the perfect cousin for it. <laughs> well, yeah. What's crazy, though, is I almost want to that is a great argument to almost go out and buy some of Brian's smaller configuration racks. Like I never thought about that just because you're so used to, you're so used to using these racks and the configuration that they're built for that, you know, you almost, it's almost like the thing, you know, your thing with the wheel, right? You're once you open up a different dimension and even though you're not opening up a different dimension in tilting racks to achieve an angle, I mean, so long as you can figure out how to get that thing, um, secured, I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, you, you I mean, save a ton like of space with the tower and having the racks hanging off the, the vertically on the tower. I mean, yeah. that's, that's, it's just thinking outside the box. Like things is like, just wait, that works. That's awesome, dude. I love that. But so yeah, that was the good. biggest challenge for me was on that board is once I got the racks on there, figuring out the angles, it wasn't only the angles, it was the product too, because on our competition, the product cannot overhang the board. Yeah. Yep. So I literally would script stuff and I would put it on the board. I'm, I'm setting the board up at this point. And I actually have to put all the product in the racks without match, set the angles, take a level to it and be like, crap, I've got to move that yeah, 30 millimeter because at the lower angle spot, it's overhanging the board. But if I move it higher up to the middle, it's not. So then I actually had to go through and adjust a couple of the angles. And this year I will go back to that template and be like, okay, these particular shots, I can't use anything over a 22 millimeter or a 30 millimeter. And these are the angles of extreme. So I've each year is just compounding onto the next where eventually I know that I have 186 single shots that I can do. These are the slots that these can handle, you know, 45 degree angles up to 30 millimeter. Eventually in about 10 years, I'll have it figured out. Oh, I think they need to re reevaluate that ruling though. Like I, I, cause I remember advocating on the meetings last year for that. It, like if it's on the board, then it's on the board, right? Yeah. I mean, it's originating on the board. Who cares if it hangs over well, the side? I don't side. know how many people adhere to it, but I know if you measured mine, mine were perfect. I want to see you. I really do want to see you and Dave, David Duke it out. I think that'd be awesome. David, David, you need I know you got something going on in September, but you know. Who's David? Anglin. I know. <laughs> wow. You guys always joke that you guys always joke that Marcus uh, you know, like dings my uh wholesale tier. Yeah, I think you just got dunged, buddy. <laughs> 
Don't <laughs> brought David, you down a David does a sell me product. <laughs> his wife does. <laughs> <laughs> it's all sold out when I ask for it. <laughs> and then it's on his board. It's so weird. Amanda's awesome though. If it wasn't for her, I would that's she's actually a huge part of uh me keeping organized because I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Calling her constantly. Hey, I forgot this. Next day, hey, I found one more thing I need. <laughs> <laughs> Say it's a year where you just have your standard show load. To what lengths will you go to try to consolidate trips to pick up product to make sure that you know, like you're not going back to RKM fifteen times? I'll just um, cut you off. I don't. I. I, I don't okay, care. you just go. I'll, I'll go. You'll go. Okay. You know, it's a fun time. You go up there sometimes and say hi to everybody. It's they're almost <laughs> like a like another second little fam, pyro family. You know, I know yeah. Molly. I know Amanda. Excuse me, James, David. You know, uh, Ken. You know, or Kenny. You walk back there and you're like, I dude, I could get stuck there for three, four hours talking. <laughs> but it's like uh, I could be home by then. But. <laughs> You know, it's not bad. You know, that's what I mean. You go there and yeah. it's not like I'm just going to a business and then right. you get to chat with people. You get to chat with Brian, hang out, you know, talk pyro, that kind of thing. And that's, it's just like going to a pyro event almost, but you're going yeah. to a business. <laughs> <laughs> and plus like as product comes in, you just, I'm going to go get it when it comes in and grab it and be done with it. And the next thing you know, I got more coming out. Right, we'll come and say hi again. <laughs> Yeah, it's like uh, Jamie's just as bad. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, that's like my dad does the same thing too. I mean, like I he he doesn't care. (laughs) Drove out there to Pennsylvania Uh to pick up stuff, and then stopped by your house to pick up some boozy balls and (laughs) my slats. That's what I mean. And but it was just whether it was a quick trip with you just to say hi and all that stuff and grab stuff. It's what I'm willing to do because this is yeah. I love my hobby, dude. Yeah. 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 Uh, and you- the people I enjoy, like going to Brian's, it wasn't just, again, it wasn't just a company. You know, I went to his house and we got to blow stuff up together and hang out. My kids got to shop at a store and I'm you know, it's that enjoyment kind of thing. Oh, you, you went there and got to shoot a bunch of stuff off. I want to hear it. But I wanted to go this time. <laughs> Come on. Let's go on. I'm going on the 16th. Come on. I'm going to Tennessee. I'm going to get, I'll get in trouble. See how long it takes for her to notice uh-huh. that you're not headed cardinally toward <laughs> right? Tennessee. Right, not even remotely in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, why are we um, why are we rising? The sun's rising in front of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would see my Cobra modules on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> That day, you'd be like, Hey, honey, can I buy these modules? Those are yours. All right. Well, we're this is a this is going to be a bear to edit. So, closing thoughts on organization. And with this, I, I preface this with if there's anyone out there that wants to hear us pick apart more in depth, um, because I honestly, when we said we were going to do organization. I don't think we really gave two thoughts to it. You know, how big of a, an umbrella this could fall under. Oh, so yeah. I, I'm I, starting I, to realize it's, well, it's, it's more broad it's, spectrum. Oh, it is definitely. When I started talking, I'm like, wait a minute, this could <laughs> go from start 
to end a show to equipment to mm -hmm. the actual picking of all the fireworks and making sure where you get what. And yeah, I was saying, I'm like, I could give a life story for about an hour. Full <laughs> 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 what it actually takes to do all this. Uh -huh. yeah. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. But at least, hey, uh, you know, out of this, it was good. We found a, a way out for your raft. We just yeah, saved that's a great. ton of room. Took, uh, room. Yeah, I, we've been. Now you can be we, more organized. I can do this. <laughs> See, the podcast helps the podcaster. <laughs> I love it. I love you guys. Thanks so much for the idea. I gotta. Now Happy I gotta to help. <laughs> Jamie, just let it. him borrow your board. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my board coming soon. Roll up and then. Well, I don't think Dad would. I don't think Dad would bat an eye. He'd be smiling ear to ear. He wouldn't even care how. Like I'd be thinking well, to myself, put how my the board hell? on your raft. So there you go. I, well, the whole time I'd be thinking to myself, board. how in the hell are we going to get that thing onto a raft? And is the raft going to be able to hold it? <laughs> um, <laughs> Dad would be smiling yeah, ear to ear. Like, let's go. Let's do this, man. It would fit. It would fit. <laughs> yeah it's 10 by 10 you got room for days you can put the on there. <laughs> okay all right any final thoughts on organization uh don't screw yourself stay organized don't screw yourself it's as simple as that <laughs> stay organized down. yeah screw your slats down i would really say uh final thoughts don't wait till the last minute. Simple, simplest thing ever. Yeah, if you wait till the last I've minute, failed. you failed. You already failed. <laughs> hey, man, I'm in last minutes right now. Still, so it's all good. It's all good. I got this. I got a four bite to fall on. It's in a little cliffhanger for next week. Yeah. Uh, well, before we get to that, Jamie, you got any last thoughts? Yeah, like AJ said, don't wait till the last minute, but. You know, when you're designing a, a show, especially of large stature, just visualize and think, okay, this is what I need. How am I going to do it? Do I actually have what it takes to do this? Mm -hmm. And if you don't, make sure you have a game plan set to reach your end goal and have that in mind before you, you know, weeks before the show actually happens. So you're not scrambling to get things done when you should be prepping for your show to actually set it off at a decent hour. That is a solid piece of advice. I almost think that organization should really be looked at and kind of tackled from a understand your experience, go back and look at the things that you hated about your, your setup and what you felt was unorganized and what you could potentially do better and go out and look for ideas on Facebook Phone groups. A friend. And, yeah, talk to people Phone and see, like, pick their brains, see, see how they do things differently. You know, go I to his number. Um, kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Let Bo talk, okay? <laughs> five, 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 five. He was on a roll. He was on a roll. Um, yeah, I. that's really it. I have nothing more. So next week... Uh, we have a hold on. You got a little sound clip for this one, like dun 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 oh, or something. No, I don't have a very sad. I, will you settle for um, breaking news? <laughs> no, I got Illuminati confirmed, and I've got. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> <laughs>
Actually, I mean, that's applicable. It's conspiracy theory central. <laughs> but it's not really. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding. It's not. I'm just kidding. So next next week, um, we encourage you, if you've gotten this far, this is definitely going to be a longer episode and you know probably one that was a little harder to digest because it's not super specific. Next week's episode Finish is him. going to be extremely hyper-focused and a, a very serious conversation. Um, right now, the 1-4 Pro classification is... Um, Being challenged. There's some movement within the industry that could potentially take this away from, from hobbyists, where hobbyists no longer have access to it. So... Um, we're actually going to have a uh, we're going to have a guest next week, uh, Scott Smith from uh, it's Mo Pyro, right? Yeah, or is Mo he K Cap? No, he's Mo Pyro. Ooh, yeah, Scott, Mo Scott Smith Pyro. from Mo Pyro is going to Scott Smith from from Mo Pyro is going to join us. Um, and it, the idea is to have a panel of hobbyists, right? Guy, like every single one of us. Um, you know, we're able to creatively express ourselves because we have access to this kind of product um, because the entire landscape completely changes if this product classification goes away and we can no longer uh, shoot with it, it you know, within the hobbyist realm. So uh, definitely looking, looking forward to that. Um, uh, hoping that um, everybody tunes in for it because it's, it's not... Man, I mean, you know, we do a whole lot here that's tongue in cheek and, and really funny, but this next week's episode is kind of anything but that. And I'm sure, you know, we'll have a good time talking about it, but, you know, it's this is something that we all Very hold serious. dear and dear to our hearts. And we don't want to see this product classification go away. So tune in. We hope it's going to be a thought out and meaningful discussion. <sighs> yeah, and some definite editing, a lot of beeps. Yeah, no kidding. I'll try my best. I promise. This is such a somber way to end this. I know, right? It's a cliffhanger. That's what I was talking God, about. They're like, wait, what? Such a. <laughs> makes me want to go get a tissue. A tissue. <laughs> 